0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Tudo Português. My name is Angela Samos and we are here to talk about all things Portuguese. And today we have two guests representing Freeport Clarksburg Festa, which is very close to where I grew up in Sacramento. And so I'd like to welcome Monica Souza and Joe Dalessandro. Welcome Joe and Monica. Thank you, Angela. Bom dia. Bom dia. So as I was saying before we started recording, you know, that I grew up in Sacramento and so very close to this hall and this festa, but I think I've only been there once. And and it was to dance when I was part of the Luzo youth group. And we went there to dance once. And I remember it being such a beautiful little park setting. And But I don't know why we never went. But anyway, I wanted to let the world know about this festa, why they should visit, It's history because it's one of the oldest in the state. So why don't we get started with each of you just introducing yourselves a little bit and how you got involved with this festa, and then we can talk about the hall and and the community there itself in Freeport.
1: So Joe is asking me to go first. So So my name is Monica Souza and I have been a member of the Freeport Clarksburg Festa since I was a child and it starts off with the fact that the Freeport Clarksburg Festa was part of the Immortada the venue Spirit de Santo which was the IDES Council Gloria number 3 oh. Sacramento okay. which was actually that council was merged by several smaller councils which was Pocket and Folsom and Sacramento and Clarksburg and Freeport which created the Council Three in Sacramento. Okay. So I have been dubbed the historian of the council for some (laughs) strange reason, probably because I'm still sticking around and I like to talk to people and and get, you know, the history of where we've been and where we're going. And so, and Joe can talk a lot more on that. Um, He's done a lot of research on our past and um, our history. So he will give you a lot more information about that.
2: Well, thanks, Monica. And I'm uh, Joe D'Alessandro. And I uh, have been involved in the Freeport Festa also my entire life. My family's been involved with it. It's one of about five festas through Spirit Santo in the Sacramento area. It's not the biggest, but it is the oldest. And what's unique about it is it was started in 1893 with the establishment of St. Joseph's Church, which was a Portuguese church, and it's still an existing church right now. The first four pastors were Portuguese all the way into the 1930s. And they built the hall. It was called the Portuguese Hall without affiliation of any lodge the same year. And really? So it's been that's ever pretty
0: rare, then, isn't that? Yes, to have a hall built. That's, yeah. So it's very like every, everyone's hall.
2: It, it is. And at that time, there was only one other Catholic church in Sacramento, which was the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament downtown. And in order for the large Portuguese community in the Freeport-Clarksburg pocket area to go to mass they would have to go to downtown sacramento which was really difficult at that time you'd have to take horses or you would have to go by ferry and it was a full day excursion so members of the portuguese community out in the uh, freeport clarksburg area petitioned to then the bishop uh, Monogue and asked for permission to build the church and so they built it on a land of a portuguese farmer out there and initially it was just called the portuguese church in in clarksburg and Later, it got a, a full-time a pastor, Portuguese pastor, and it was uh, renamed St. Joseph's Church. And it has been in existence ever since. And the Festa in Freeport has been in existence ever since. And it's a lovely, as you said, the hall is lovely. It's it's right on the banks of the Sacramento River. It's a very idyllic setting with trees and grass. And, and the building itself is, uh, is an antique, a historic building um, that's been basically renovated through the years, but hasn't changed very much. And what's unique, I think, about our Festa compared to some of the other ones is that it's many of the descendants of these original pioneer Portuguese families in that area that are still carrying on the traditions of the festival. So my great-great-grandparents came there from the Azores in 1855, and five generations later, I'm still involved. And that's very unusual because a lot of these traditions have died out without influx of new immigrants. But we've been able, because people like Monica and her family have been able to keep this going. It's a lot of work, but uh, the, the tradition is very important for all of us.
1: Definitely. And, you know, what's really interesting about this hall is that they used to have to, the, before the bridge was built in 1929, the Freeport Bridge, they used to have to take a flat bottom ferry across from Freeport to the Yolo side, from the Sacramento side to the Yolo side to get to the hall. So oh, it was wow. very, pretty interesting to uh, think about everybody trying to load up on the ferry. And my understanding was there was lines, you know, when we'd have our fetch, everybody knew because the line to get on that ferry to go across was, you know, quite large
0: (laughs) oh that's amazing you know i bet there's a picture of that line out there somewhere and but because i can just picture it in my mind right back (laughs) in that in those days everybody dressed their best getting on the ferry it's Fesh the time oh that is just such a wonderful mental picture and it's such a beautiful area like you said so when when is your fish there or where when does your season of activities start and how does that all
2: go so So go ahead (laughs)
1: We're eight weeks after Easter. So we're Trinity Sunday. And that's our annual festa that we have. We do have events throughout the year, although obviously with COVID and the challenges, uh, we've had to come up with some, some unconventional events, but that is the one we try to keep alive. Out of all of the events, that's the one that is our tradition that we were trying to hold on to.
0: So do you to serve the traditional sopas at the festa? And the reason I ask that is because as I've been talking to more people, I'm finding out that some halls have chosen or or when they started are serving something different and something very unique to their hall. So what what do you serve?
1: So we serve the traditional sopas and carny. And so... Mm-hmm. And on the Saturday night, so some festas obviously have multiple days, right? Mm-hmm. So I've gone to like Fort Bragg's, love Fort Bragg, right? There's still three days. So ours is down to, as of COVID, down to just the Sunday. But previous to COVID, we were also holding the Saturday night dinner where we would have vintage normally. And that was quite a bit of fun and sometimes we'd have a chamarita with mm-hmm. it you know it's to get some mm-hmm. dancing get everybody out dancing which mm-hmm. is part of the tradition right mm-hmm. um, but as for our events currently uh, we're struggling like a lot of other uh, councils and so that's where we get a little unconventional and we are trying to figure out how do we keep our tradition alive along with motivating our youth you know and getting them involved to help keep our uh, tradition alive
0: right
2: you know, one of the really beautiful things about this festa is that we didn't want it to die and we were afraid of it during COVID, you know, when we couldn't gather together and we couldn't celebrate and we couldn't carry on the traditions. So what Monica and the team did during COVID is we had a drive-through festa. Whereas um, people can come down to the hall, can get their slip of chicarne in their mm-hmm. hall, make a donation. But it's just to keep the tradition alive. Sure. And we were able to keep it alive during when we couldn't hold the gathering of, of everybody together. And we were, it was just a beautiful sight this year um, when we got everybody back together again after, you know, since 2019 without doing it. And just getting everybody back together just made us all feel so good and so proud.
0: Oh definitely. yeah, definitely. I think every everybody ha- was just itching to get out and get together and and just get their and, super on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. that's a t shirt. <laughs> that is a t shirt in the making, Monica. For sure. definitely. It um, was. Well, I think the drive through thing became very popular, and I I feel like some halls are are still having it to, as a fundraiser to continue because they can still provide the delicious food to their members, but without the work of setting up the hall, cleaning up the hall, that sort of thing, you know, they are bringing the dinners back and those, the traditional fundraisers. But I think the drive through thing was a great sort of invention by necessity, if you will. You yep. know? And so we- I- and we tried mm-hmm. to
1: make ours fun because we had stations. so we we had our our priest come down and he gave blessings, and we had him oh, up on nice. a stage. and we had our sweetbread booth that people, you know what I mean? So the as the car drove through, depending upon what they pre-purchased, they stopped at each station to, you know, and then we had the queen station and we had a crown station to be blessed. I mean, so we tried to make it as fun as we could in keeping those main traditional points alive with having the religion involved, having our Catholic priest down there, having our queen down there. And then, of course, all the different varieties of foods.
0: So I have to say, I haven't heard of that before. So that truly is unique. I mean, because I've heard of the drive-through sopas, drive, drive-through Alcatra or whatever it was, right? But never the like drive by and the queen waves to you and drive by and you get a bla- That's amazing. That was brilliant. I love that. Congratulations. On the go. <laughs> truly, truly a drive-through festa. That's amazing. Yep. You guys are brilliant. um I mean, and you could probably even continue an element of that, like maybe the day before the actual festa. I don't know, but that would be, that's amazing. So you mentioned trying to get the youth involved. And I think that's something that all halls are struggling with, right? So have you guys found anything that works with that?
1: One of the the things that's worked really good, at least for us, is we have a a high school that's really close. And because it's in a rural area, they're always looking for community service projects. Our only uh, hiccup is the fact that our festa sometimes comes after they've completed that semester. But we still get the students' engagement because we talk about scholarships and we do offer scholarships. And so, you know, we try to engage the local students, whether they're Portuguese or not, to come down and help us out, you know, whether it's help helping to get the hall ready. Wh- and, and mm-hmm. you know, when they're down there, they're learning about us. They're learning about our tradition and our culture and when mm-hmm. why are we doing this, right? right? And so that becomes really important because even if we only get three students, we know that it's about that quality of an experience that somebody has, not the quantity, right? Right. It's about, that's why our festa, whether we get larger, we're not really, that's not our goal. Our goal is to just keep that, that true love and respect Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, tradition going. It's not about the quantity, right? right? It's about right. the quality of it. And so even if we only get a few students down to teach them what our, what we're doing and having them come back and they're so excited about it, right? And so it's trying to engage our youth, whether they are Portuguese or not, in our local communities. And that just becomes very important to us. We have talked about having chamarita classes and we did help with PHCS, which is the Portuguese Historical and Cultural Society. They had Portuguese classes At St. Elizabeth's Church in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had, we sponsored that out too with them and try to get the word out. So anytime that there's something going on locally, we're helping to spread that word in the community so that it reaches our youth to try to get them involved. I don't know how many youth will come to a fest and go, you know, I'm Portuguese, but I wasn't raised Mm. in a traditional manner and had no clue that this is this is part of it. Right. And they're so excited. So sometimes it's just getting that word out. Uh, Recently, one of our promotions that was on Channel 31 in Sacramento. I had several people come up to me at the festival that said, I saw you on TV and that's why I came because when you were talking about this, right? And so that just is so exciting to me. That's the first time. I mean, we've been on TV promoting before, but that's the first time I've been approached to say it was because we saw you on TV and not me personally, but the event that they came because they wanted to try it or have that experience or to learn more. And that just becomes so exciting for us. So it's always a challenge for every Every organization, I think, to get the youth involved because there's so much going on with our youth anymore. But
2: mm-hmm. and the other and the other thing I think, and Monica's exactly right. The other thing we've tried to do in in Freeport is to make the festa fun because you know some festas are very formal and, and very strict in the way that they apply themselves, and sometimes younger kids do not enjoy that as much. So you have we have want to evolve
0: kids. with the times, right? We have
2: to evolve with the times. That's exactly right. So um, that's kind of what we do in, in Freeport. We make it fun. It's 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 like a picnic afterwards and kids can run around or, you know, they can dress in casual clothes. So Freeport's very unique at this way, but at at the end of mass, after the queen gets crowned, every single person in church gets crowned as a blessing. And it is a very emotional moment because you have people that have come up uh, ladies that are 85 years old that were queen 62 years before that. You can see the tears in their eyes when they're getting blessed. And it's a really it's a really emotional moment. Little kids, adults, whatever. Everybody gets the chance to have the blessing of the Holy Spirit with the crown. And the final one is that the priest comes up and gets blessed at the very end, too. So the every priest. single person. Yes.
1: Wow. He, gets, he
2: comes up with, the, with the, um, on the altar just like everybody else and gets blessed. So it's a real, it, it kind of level sets everybody in the same. We're in the same boat. We're in the same love of our heritage and we get the same Mm -hmm. blessing at the very end of mass. It's a real unique, uh, Freeport, uh, uh, part of the Festa.
0: Very unique. I can hear the emotion in your voice,
2: Joe, Yeah, for sure. Very spiritual. That's amazing, yes. We want them to leave with a smile on their face so they want to come back next year. And then when they get older, they want to get more involved. We keep all the traditional elements of the festival alive, of course, but we're not going to be as formal and we're going to be more casual. And we just want people to celebrate in their Portuguese heritage and celebrate this beautiful day and this beautiful tradition and want to come back the next year and then maybe want to get involved the next year.
0: I think it's a brilliant approach. And, you know, like you said, Monica, it's the exposure and it's it's like this is a hidden gem that people don't know about, right? Because it is kind of tucked away. Literally the location, as you said, it's on the the banks of the river. And if I remember correctly, driving there, it's kind of like a back road, you know, but it's it's one of those, I almost want to say like an adventure, you know, mm-hmm. like where you People are looking for experiences. People are looking for something different to do. People are looking. And like you said, maybe they're even a quarter Portuguese, but they're looking to get in touch with their roots and, hey, I'm going to go check this out. I've never been exposed to this. So whatever you guys are doing, it seems to be working. So I would say keep up the great work. Can you talk a little bit about the scholarship that you mentioned, Monica?
1: So we've had a couple of scholarships throughout the time. Currently, we have uh, our family has sponsored the Joe Souza, Joe and Emily Souza scholarship. Uh, We're running it through the PHCS um, organization because they they're handling that really well. And so, you know, education is is key in life, right? It's key to success for our youth. And and making sure that they have that opportunity. And so we do reach out to the Portuguese community and these scholarships are offered to Portuguese American youth, those that are involved in their community and those that are not. It all just depends on what the particular scholarship is outlined for. Ours for the SUSE scholarship is outlined just For them, as long as they're a Portuguese American, it's just for their education. So it depends on what they write, right? Everybody has Mm -hmm. to write their scholarship letter. And so that's what it's about. But it's to help them get through their, you know, whether it's their two-year community college or whether it's their four-year CSU or UC, it just depends on which direction they're going. But we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to help, you know, help our youth, help our community and give back,
0: right? Well, and every little bit helps. And I will say I don't know that it was the Freeport scholarship, but I did in high school get the PHCS, one of their scholarships. And I didn't have a 4.0 either, so I think it was all the other stuff that I was in, involved in that got me the the scholarship. I you know, sometimes I talk to students and they oh, I, sh- I don't want to apply because I don't have 4.0 and well, it doesn't always require that. I mean, there's
2: Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's great. And and you know, we Uh, We're always looking to partner with local organizations to spread the word about not only our own scholarships, but other programs that are available. For example, Catholica University has five fellowships a year for Portuguese American students from anywhere. And that's not just a summer program. That is a full four-year degree that a student can apply for and get for free. Right. So can you imagine going to college in Portugal for free at a private university? It's just it's that's one of the best in in the country. It's so we, you know, trying to make the word known about those opportunities as well, right? And
1: there's absolutely. no age, there's no age limit
0: on that, right? I, can't I like, know. I, <laughs> you know, I, I will tell you, I don't think there is because it's for graduate programs as well. Oh, i well, see. I got to finish so my master's. <laughs> if you want to go get your master's, absolutely. You should apply. I don't have the gumption in me to do homework again in my life. So <laughs> I, will not not be applying. I will not be applying. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I you, you raised such a great point about education being the future and really is what will continue to enable our community be, to be successful. I think it's such an important point. What else do you want the world to know about the Freeport-Clarksburg FESTA?
1: Well, if you have never seen our mascot, we have. Gallo, who's our Portuguese rooster, who will show up at events on occasion. And yes, you can call him up and schedule an appointment with him also to come to your event, but he's been uh, pretty active in California. Yeah, um,
0: And he's a big rooster. (laughs) He's a big rooster.
1: (laughs) So that kind of goes with our unconventional, you know, we keep trying to figure out how do we get the word out? How do we engage? Right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, definitely Gallo has engaged our community. We're so excited about that, right? I can tell you that in the past we had sponsored the Sacramento Portuguese Heritage Festival. That is still in our back pocket looking to try to get our local other portuguese organizations involved to create this citywide or statewide yeah. event i i know that we have did the portugal you know going on in um, the bay area right mm-hmm. but in the sacramento area you know i keep struggling to to get this out so we can get our groups together and so that's what we're we're Trying to do it again. So we'll be sending letters out to all of the local organizations, asking them that they want to partner to create the Sacramento Portuguese Heritage Festival, you know, once a year, citywide or statewide type of event, again, to educate people about who we are, you know, and what we're doing and how we're giving back. And so So that um,
0: hasn't happened yet. It's something that you're trying to start.
1: We're trying to restart it. We we had we were successful for two years with the Sacramento Portuguese Heritage Festival. Really, uh, but when it, was that? this was back in the late 90s and mm, one of the okay. one of the things that goes that you know just like any of the clubs that struggle of membership and involvement and you know help and so our club has gone up and down like many have and that's why a lot of clubs have merged you know that's why uh, the bigger councils merged into PFSA um, was in order to keep our clubs and our traditions mm-hmm. alive right and so the organizations and so I'm trying to do this too to help those organizations so that, again, at these events, they can either be giving information but also gathering new members. So it will be coming out. We've been working on a letter uh, to send it out again to all the organizations just to see if we can get the interest and if we can get the participation. So
0: I would love to see that happen because, like you said, you either merge and come together to keep it going or then you all individually die off. And who wants that, right? I mean, so I it, whoever's out there in the Sacramento area listening, if you are involved with the club or whether it's a soccer club, a the a hall, or whatever dance group, whatever, join this effort and make it happen. I mean, because and please, when you send out that letter, Monica, send it to Palcas as well. You bet. Um, and we will do our part to try and rally the troops as as well, because that's so important. Because we've seen how successful the the San Jose. The Portugal Festival has been right. Yes. It just keeps yep. getting bigger and bigger, and that's because everybody has come together. And it's some. It's for everybody. It's not yep. like it's owned by one, you know, PFSA or Luzo or even an IDAS hall. It's it's for everybody.
2: Right. So yep. that's
0: that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear about that effort. And Joe, you were going to say something.
2: I was just going to say that you know, following up with what Monica said, that you know, we've even before the pandemic, we were concerned about how we were going to be able to survive and how much longer we could survive because it's you know, we don't have the recent immigration that in the Freeport area that some communities do. So it's, we're relying on people, families that have been there for over a hundred years to Mm -hmm. to continue this. And that's why we're always trying to reinvent it and and do things that activate it, do things that younger generations may feel more fun that still have that connection to the history and culture and heritage, but also relates to a younger thought wave. So we're, we've got, you know, totally open for new ideas and, and how to make this this has to continue, but also be engaging to a younger audience in, in, the, in the area today. And I think that we're going to continue to do that next year. The fest is on uh, Sunday, June 4th, and we invite everybody to come out there and just experience it our way. You know, it's kind of the, the festa that we've, uh, we've developed over time, and, and it's kind of a small group of people that organize it, but we've, we're very proud of it. And we're, we love it. And we feel it's very unique connection to our cultural identity and something that we carry around with us all the time.
0: Well, it's it's going on my calendar. I I can't tell you if I can go or not. It's on my calendar. You mentioned Shamrita lessons, Monica. And I have to tell you, the only reason I know the Shamrita is because I took lessons at the P the SPHSS hall in Sacramento. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because I never, I mean, we would go to the to the festa and see it, but we didn't speak Portuguese. And so we didn't understand the calls or anything like that. And so it was Mr. Valene who, yeah. who gave the lesson. And ever since then, oh, my gosh, you can't keep me out of a of a, a circle. It's That's amazing. right. You should go <laughs> in like
2: America's got talent. Not
0: at all. Not at all. Uh, but I will tell you in when I went to college there was a group I was a part of and they asked, Oh, can anybody do something special? Do you want to do something with the group? I taught a bunch of students in San Francisco, how to do the Shamrita. So I don't know how <laughs> many of them cool. actually remember that, but again, as a way to pass it on. Right. So highly recommend having.
1: definitely
0: And anything else, uh, you know, if you are looking for, for a Portuguese teacher, we have a list of resources for that so i mean but you guys are doing amazing work i'm so excited to hear about all of this and i hope everyone that's listening out there has been excited about this and has put june 4th on their calendar and plans to attend the freeport and you know if if anybody
2: wants to get involved and join us with organizing it join us with all that kind of stuff we welcome volunteers
1: Um, (laughs) thanks (laughs) jill we
2: we welcome them so uh, let us you know get in touch with us and we will find something fun for you to do and it'll be rewarding because it's a good group of people they get along. We like to see each other. It's like the swallows coming back to Capistrano. You know, we all converge <laughs> on the Freeport Hall and, you know, we hug each other. And we're glad to see each other and put on a great event. And we walk away with smiles on our face.
0: Well, so that's great to hear because I have heard that some younger people wanting to get involved in other clubs in the area have gone to meetings and suggested new ideas and they're kind of shot down immediately. So it's like go to Freeport. (laughs) They like new ideas,
2: right? Yeah. We've been
1: there and we did that and we learned that
2: that
0: was wrong way to do it. And so, yes, yes.
2: (laughs) that's exactly right.
0: That's awesome. Well, I, again, I, this has been one of the best conversations that I have had in a long time. I'm so happy to hear about all that you are doing. I really hope to get out to your festa uh, next June. Like I said, it's on my calendar, but everybody out there who's listening to this episode, Look up Freeport Clarksburg Festa. Are you on Facebook? You bet. Freeport
1: Clarksburg Festa.
0: (laughs) On Facebook. Are you anywhere else on social media where people can find you?
1: I believe my sister may have started a Twitter account also, um, but I don't use Twitter. I don't tweet.
0: (laughs) Well, I think most people are on Facebook anyway. So look up the Facebook page. I'm sure you have uh, lots of good information there, the address, the dates and all that good stuff. Like the page. So you get notifications for updates from the Freeport group, but this has been so wonderful. Thank you, Joe and Monica. Uh, Really appreciate your time. Congratulations on all the wonderful things that you guys have been doing. And I really, really hope to see that Sacramento heritage, Portuguese heritage festival up and running someday. That would be amazing. Oh, thank, thank you, so Angela. Much, Angela. It's been a pleasure. And thanks, everybody out there, for listening to another episode of Tudo Português. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this conversation, at least as much as I did. And if you haven't subscribed to the Palcas Podcast channel, please do so now. Share the channel with other family and friends so that they can be engaged in the conversation and learn about wonderful things like the Freeport-Clarksburg Festa. And uh, share the love amongst our community, because we all need to support and help each other out in order for us to all continue. So... Until next time, até a próxima. Thank you so much, Joe and Monica, and thanks everybody out there. Have a wonderful day. Obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you for listening to Tudo Português, a podcast production by Palkas, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese-American community. To learn more about Palkus, how to become a member, or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palkus.org or email us at palkuspalkus.org. At